Welcome back to The Edge. Clubhouse and Ted, look for growing content on Clubhouse. Pandu Nayak from Google Shares, a roadmap for mom. Have you actually seen keywords that have no relevance to your site show up in your performance reports? And, you know, sometimes even SEO can't help a website. Say it ain't so. You're listening to News from The Edge for the week of July 12th, 2021, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. I really just want to skip to the last article. Seriously. uh, There are sites that sometimes even SEO can't help. I mean, come on. I want to read ahead. What's going on here? You're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategics. Every week we bring you some amazing guests to talk with about digital marketing trending topics, except for this particular show where you got Morty Oberstein. <laughs> I'm on every show. You we are do. on every show. Not, and, not on the news podcast. Yeah, that, yeah. That'd be crazy to interview me every week. That'd, that'd be ridiculous. Be kind of stalkerish. Kind of creepy, actually. I don't. I don't have. I guess I have a lot to say, but I don't have that much to say. We were actually considering a Morty TV, uh, uh, you know, daily show we could run. It's like Disney Plus, but just way better. <laughs> Subscribe. The Morty order older. Yeah, I can't even say it. Everything is rated R. <laughs> I, I think the question comes if we were to start a Patreon right. and offer up Morty twenty four seven, would that get us subscribers or not? It'd probably get us banned. That could be too. <laughs> <laughs> one, or, one or two options. Uh, that is wow. Morty Oberstein. He's the head of communications over at, over at SEMrush. And each and every week we're covering uh, SEO news as well as digital marketing news separate from our weekly interview marketing podcast, uh, getting more news to you even more quickly. I'm just going to keep on doing that. Yeah, just rubbing it a little bit more each and every week. I was right for like 5,000 years. You were even <laughs> right for like 40 <laughs> It's the only 40 years that really matters, Morty. We are an ADD society, right? We have to get our content more and more quickly. See? See? It just rolls off. Yeah, the more qu- quicker. <laughs> First of why why would you use two words when you can use one? It doesn't make any sense. Because there's eloquence in mo- using more more phrases and terms, right? It's more efficienter. I'm an SEO. I got to fill content. So. More efficienter. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, stuff those words in. <laughs> those keyword spamming. Some, someone talking today about stuffing uh, keywords in alt tags. Oh. Someone sent me like a conversation. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh We're Lord. still talking about this. We we actually do need to have some sort of, uh, you know, intervention for uh, 15-year-old SEO tactics. And that wasn't even a tactic back then. That was just... This is first off, it's just wrong. It's for it's, it's accessibility. Exactly. Ugh. Anyway, hey, by the way, you're listening to Edge of the Web Radio. You can check out all our shows over at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. So, Morty, what's happening over in Morty's world this week? Let's see. Um, I watched the Yankees play the the Astros on Sunday. That's hockey, right? I turned the game off in the ninth inning. I went to bed. The Yankees were up seven two. The game was on late at night for me here here in Israel. And I woke up and they lost 8-7. And I almost had a heart attack. I've had enough. Enough. Had enough. I'm, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Altuve hit the game-winning home run. That son of a bitch. I hate that guy. <laughs> you know, eventually, I'm actually just going to have to start watching baseball just to, just to lie. How do you that. not watch? It's God's gift to humankind. Wow. Baseball. I thought children were. I thought no, you spending time children? with my children and going on camping trips. I thought that was what children, I was Children to. are God's gift to not having enough condoms. <laughs> God, that was painful. Morty. I'm sorry. There's children watching <laughs> this show. 
<laughs> Why are there children listening to an SEO news podcast? Because no they're idea. 15-year-old SEOs. Absolutely. Isn't that See? what you were talking about? <laughs> this is going to a bad place, uh, All right, all right. Everybody, let's jump into the first article from Social Media Today uh, by Andrew Hutchinson. Clubhouse, we love Clubhouse, establishes an exclusive deal with TED uh, to expand its content pool. Content Clubhouse has announced that it's partnering up with TED to share exclusive content from TED's roster of thought leaders and experts, which could actually help keep users coming back to the app as opposed to getting completely pissed off whenever a clubhouse opens up and they're immediately trying to sell somebody because that never happens on clubhouse at all uh, <laughs> so that's explained by clubhouse beginning monday july 12th ted will actually host a series of rooms via their official clubhouse club they will commence the programming with thank your ass off a weekly room hosted by new york times best-selling author and popular ted speaker aj jacobs and creative strategist and uh, celebrated clubhouse creator Mur Harris. The room builds upon an idea shared by a TED Talk and a book by Jacobs and invites notable guests and the Clubhouse community to come together to thank the unsung heroes of our lives. Uh, additionally, rooms for summer and beyond will be announced in the next three weeks. I feel I just did a commercial for TED just then. I, I really <laughs> yeah. do. Subscribe now and save 20 <laughs> Click here. Click on the banner here. All right. So we've got content. We got thought leaders. If if we if we hear thought leaders one more time, I mean it's can we can we put that aside? Put who are the thought not leaders? Like who are the thought there's followers? not a thought that we lead whenever we're doing this show. First off, can I just make a comment about this whole thing? Yes. Ask you when the last time I went on Clubhouse was. When was the last time you went on Clubhouse? I don't know, but it's been a way, way longer since I listened to a TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you listened to a TED Talk? Oh I don't God. know, years. Oh my gosh. I mean, you remember they, they rolled that app out? They had a native app, didn't they, at some point in time? That that's like it's like your grandmother looking for a hot new date at the nursing home. So anyway, uh, why is Clubhouse doing it right now? Because Clubhouse was was about was, desperation. Uh, well, they were eyeballing an IPO, weren't they? I don't know what they're doing. Oh to my be honest. gosh. Uh, you were, you I were, use Clubhouse. I fall off. I fall off the bandwagon here a little bit. Oh my gosh! So uh, the bloom has left the rose, huh? There's. I got busy with other things like work and life, and right. I don't know. Honestly, I, okay. So on, for real, mm -hmm. for a second, yep. I I get why they're doing it. It seems cool. The problem with live events, it sounds like a podcast or, or a TED Talk. Let's go with the TED Talk. It sounds like a TED Talk because yeah. it's a TED Talk. You know, it's great about a TED Talk. If I really to listen to one, I can go on YouTube and, and listen to one. And it's short. Right, not not entirely. Yeah, no, it's great. They're good. They're they're listen, all the ones I've listened to are really good. Right. I'm just my YouTube just filled up with like pretty much baseball and SEO. Um, TED talks are wonderful, but I, the great thing is I get to go on YouTube and watch one when I want to watch one. Mm -hmm. The problem with live events, whether it be a webinar or clubhouse, is now I have to schedule my time around you. Exactly. That's a little egocentric. <laughs> this is a. A fractional, private, one-on-one -on -one data consumption world we're living. We should be able to dial it in, and it should come whenever we want it to, as opposed to scheduling it the other way around. If you're actually having multitude of live events, one, it's, it's going to be fractionalized. Two, yeah, you're absolutely right. People are 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 wanting it whenever they're wanting it delivered to them. Yeah, I mean that's the and that's the problem with the clubhouse is that you can't record it. Nope. What they should do is because I'm assuming they're not letting other people talk during this guy's TED talk, right. the person that you mentioned, 
from the New York Times, why I have no idea who that is, because uh, they don't play baseball. Just re record it and put it out a week later. You should combine TiVo with Clubhouse. What the heck is, do you still use TiVo? Who watches TV? <laughs> I just stream everything. I just showed my age there. <laughs> TiVo, yeah, let's, let's privately record Clubhouse. Yeah, that'd be great. It's perfect. I'll put it on my VCR. <laughs> Like a mixed tape, you put a mixed tape of Clubhouse. Yeah, there we go. Okay. All right. So uh, Clubhouse downloads have slowed significantly since its early boom. And even though its numbers have had a resurgence since the launch of its Android app in May, because they weren't rolling the Android out up for the longest time, uh, much of the growth is now coming from new markets like India and Brazil. Well, there you go. Thanks. So, well, good luck to, to the, the uh, appropriation of the, the, the TED content into Clubhouse. We wish you all the best in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not it, like I can go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe if you get a record button, uh, we'll, 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 we'll breathe a breath of fresh air or life into, into Clubhouse. Anyway, just wanted to bring that up because, you know what, this is not just an SEO show. Hey, by the way, uh, Google's Pandu Nayak, uh, second article for today over at Search Engine Land from our the beloved George Wynn. He actually, uh, Pandu actually shares his roadmap for Mum and how it can actually help the company handle more complex queries. So Pando Nayak, VP of Search at Google, outlined how Mum might fundamentally change the way users interact with its search engine, the roadmap for Mum, as well as what Google is going to, is doing to ensure that technology is applied responsibly. So this is a pretty deep article. And I want our users to jump in there and, and have a look. So uh, basically, if you're not familiar with Mum, Mum is, is a, a new platform building upon BERT, which was increasing growth of natural language processing capabilities for the algorithm. The new platform that's writing on top of BERT, or is actually BERT sewn into it, is multitask unified modal technology that's actually a thousand times more powerful than BERT. And they've actually unveiled it several months ago. We've talked about it on the show a couple of times here. Uh, according to Google, it actually combines language understanding with multitasking and multimodal input capabilities. So let's take you down this road here real quick. Uh, Search Engine Lan had a chat with Pandu, and he, he outlined how Mum might fundamentally change the ways you, users interact with search engines. So Mum's the actual latest milestone in the language understanding uh, that Google has. And basically, uh, Google uh, is training across multiple languages. Mum is actually trained across 75 different languages. And uh, Nyack says it's nice because it allows us to generalize from data-rich languages to languages with a paucity of data. That means that Mum's applications can be more easily transferred to more languages. So uh, that's going to strengthen Google search in those markets. And uh, didn't you, uh, I catch you on a podcast, Morty, uh, last week where you are talking about the brevity of content that's on alternate language searches through Google. Oh, I did. Wow. Yeah, I'm Good that's that's nice. Yeah. Thank you. I was interviewing Gal Stoltner, former VP of SEO growth, uh -huh. something like that, over at investing.com. Good man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, on the SEO rant podcast. And we were talking about, yeah, there's just a lack of there's a lack of content. I don't think people realize, okay, so I live in Israel. I sometimes have to search in Hebrew, unfortunately, even though I barely speak the language. And thank God for Google Translate. But I do know how to say SEO in Hebrew. And it's not what Google Translate has. It's like nothing. If you were to type it in, right. 
if you were to say to somebody or look for an article related to SEO using the Google Translate term, you wouldn't find anything. It just there's no one talks about it's you, you'd be lost. So I don't think people realize the lack of content that's out there in other languages and having something like mum, mm-hmm. which is like Bert, but turned to 11. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting on that for a minute to use that. Very, um, good, very good. Yeah, thank you. It, it, it can really help fill the content gap that exists. Google talks about it all the time. It's like, I think it's on one of the, um, on another podcast, mm-hmm. on the Google podcast, search off the record. Yeah. I yeah. think in one of the earlier episodes, Gary talked about how there's a lack of content sometimes in other languages. So mom fills that gap. When I, this, by the way, there's a great article, right? Oh, absolutely. That it's, was it's, awesome. Good job, George. It's unpacking a heck show. of a lot. And actually, it actually breaks down the, the understanding of it, but also the utility that Google's expressing with this new model. Um, yeah, so kudos to George on that. But from a factor of training against languages and the multimodal input, for our listeners that don't know what that is, literally they give an example of uh, what multimodal is, making its capabilities not just focused on text input. So you could actually use a video or images as inputs. So he says, uh, Pandu says, imagine taking a photo of your hiking boot and asking, can I use these to hike Mount Fuji? And uh, actually that was uh, Pradhakar uh, Raghaven, uh, who was the SVP at Google, said as, as a hypothetical example, mom would be able to understand the content of the image and the intent behind the query. So at that point in time, you can also have a response from Google that's not just text, it's also images, it's video, it's content, and it's understanding as well the intent that you have, and it will save and store how you interact and train that not only personally for you, but also use some of how it's learning to better other queries along the way from other individuals, right? Yeah. I mean, I, the, what I took away from that was something very similar. You know, we talk about, say, search as a journey, or now we have to optimize for search journeys and search intent and user intent and blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times when we talk about this, I end up feeling that we're, we're still talking about, okay, you want to set up your content and your topics so that you can get the user down the funnel and convert mm-hmm. and you can get your topics ranking, blah, blah, blah. But we're not really thinking about, okay, where is the user trying to go and what does it take for them to get there? And what I took away from the article is that Google's really going to be doing that. I, I'll try to think of a good example. Okay, let's say you, managed, you, you did a search for go to the Yankee game. Again, we're stuck on baseball, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that need to go into that. Like, what are the pricing trends for for tickets? What you will want to look at and see. Okay, so where what does the stadium look like? Where is it? What does the view look like from this seat? If you go to some of the ticket sites, you can actually do that, right? Right. right. There's all these sort of mini mini intents or micro intents or micro moments, whatever you want to call them, that need to be um, addressed. And they're very minute and they're not linear and they're multi-layered. So you might want to see pictures of the seats or the yep. price trends for the seats or or what's the weather going to be like or what's the pitching matchup going to be because I want to see a certain pitcher who's on schedule, who, who do they estimate will be on schedule to pitch that day. There's so many different ways you can take things and so many different levels and, and, and layers to everything. It seems like Google's really trying to actually cr- anticipate what you might be looking for, what you might need to answer this query, right? Go to the Yankee game, which is taking this idea of the user journey from the really from the user's point of view versus like, like the funnel point of view kind of thing. 
Absolutely. It's very immersive. And uh, Slosky, Bill Slosky was on the show here just a little while ago and unpacked a lot of these key concepts. It's an immersive series of micro decisions and it's not linear. It's not yep. it's not just content. It's it's assisting users in those micro journeys. And you and more and more you align your content, align your media with those assistive goals, then Google is actually going to pick you up and put you in different places along that ride. So it's not going to be 10 blue links. Where do we rank? It's how much do we actually make up of the, the patchwork of that journey from that intent to a series of videos, a series of audio articles, a series of these. That's basically going to be what's our stock in those different aspects of the consumer uh, in, uh, interacting with Google in these different spaces, right? Cool. It should be interesting. It absolutely should. So, so it, it actually triggered my mind. I remember a Boy. movie uh, several several years ago, almost two decades ago, and got to check this out. Is that it was a reboot of H.G. Wells, and it was literally as as the, as he was walking in and, and inquiring about time machine with a computer in the future. Check this out. What's the name of the movie? What's the name of the movie? Yeah, the time machine. Time machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Excuse me. This, this is something you, you should trust me on. Accessing the writings of Isaac Asimov, H.G. Wells, Harlan Ellison, Alexander Hardigan. Oh, tell me about him. Alexander Hardigan, 1869 to 1903, American scientist given to eccentric postulation. Baum writings include treatise on the creation of a time machine. Tell me about the time machine. Time machine was written by H.G. Wells in 1894. It was later adapted to a motion picture by George Powell and a stage musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, which no, ran that, on Broadway for 20 mean. years. Would you like to hear selections from the score? No. There's a place called tomorrow, <laughs> a place of joy. Not of sorrow, can't you see? It's a place for Thank you. Thank you. That's quite enough. Will there be anything else? Uh, no. No, I... I think I'll have better luck in a few hundred years. The vlog and prosper. All right, for the uh, podcast audience, I'm sorry. It was not nearly as interactive. But the guy's interacting with a visual uh, uh, avatar, and they're throwing music, they're throwing videos, they're throwing content all over the place. And going down the wormhole. Uh, really? Down the Absolutely. So you, you team that up with maybe a minority report, report in the future, then you're going to have that immersive in, uh, experience all the way through your, your life, right? That's what the future holds, guys. Could Tom Cruise not be in the future? Yes, we'll actually. We could, I, I'm okay with like you know the predictive murder thing, whatever. <laughs> as long as Tom Cruise is not involved, we are going to he, control. He's not aging anymore. No, so he's not. I think he will be in the future. I think he's actually in like a time ripple. He's just just there. Can we just like control alt delete Tom Cruise out of the future? Let's just do that. It's just like there's so many good movies that would be great if he weren't in them. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. All right, so great article over there uh, at, at Search Engine Land. Uh, kudos to George Happy unpacking George. it all. Uh, so we certainly would like you guys to go jump over there and hey, you know what? Sign up for the newsletter as well because it's uh, they got some good information coming into the inbox daily. I don't know why I'm promoting everybody besides ourselves. You might want to actually join Edge of the Web uh, <laughs> newsletter as well. Guess what? We have a weekly newsletter. You can text to the number two two eight two eight the word Edge Talk and get signed up right there. I haven't promoted the newsletter in the longest time. Who knew? All right. I'm doing a terrible it job. Didn't. <laughs> you had no idea. All right. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
All right. So you know what I don't know? I don't know why a site may actually rank for unusual keywords. And Google explains this. Google's John Mueller explains why a website might show up for keywords that seem un unusual or not related to what a site's about. And those likely reasons are either personalization or local targeting. This is an article over at Search Engine Journal by Matt Southern. Always a great read. So if you if you dig in there, uh, Mueller shared information on Reddit in response to a thread titled, my website has clicks from keywords that I can't find my site using. How is this possible? The original poster of the thread is puzzled by keywords showing up in their search console report. And when, when, and when trying to find their own site using the same keywords, they're unable to find it even after 10 pages of search results. They can't understand why their site's showing up for those keywords. So what could be the reason? So Google's John Mueller jumped in there and he gives some, some key points there. If a site is showing up for unexpected queries and the results can't be easily replicated, the most likely reasons are either personalization and or local targeting. So check this out. Usually that's personalization or local targeting. Often you can guess if the queries are expected to have a large amount of impressions. And if your site has is listed as being in the higher positions, but if but it just gets a few very few impressions. You can see this when you drill down in by date and see that it's just getting very few impressions sporadically than regularly. Mueller goes on to say that the, the images are another reason that this could be happening. It's possible that the site's images are getting pulled into one boxes that appear at the top of search results or the knowledge panels that appear on the side. When an image go, is shown in a one box or knowledge panel, it gets logged as an impression in, in Search Console. If an odd keyword has a large number of impressions, a high ranking position and a few clicks, then images are likely why the site is ranking for those queries. And lastly, Mueller actually recommends taking a different approach to analyzing the data in Search Console to find out where the impressions are actually coming from. Identify the origin of the country, then adjust Google's advanced search settings to show results that uh, from that country. Now you have a closer representation of what users are seeing. All right, so uh, uh, great to be able to see Google jumping into a Reddit thread and actually answering that. Um, Morty, have you seen weirdness in uh, keywords over the years uh, attributed to different websites? Yes. All right, good. We're done. <laughs> All right, that's all. Yes or no question. Never <laughs> ask a yes or no question in an interview. That's true. <laughs> the first rule. <laughs> I had a case where. Um, I was working on this with Brody Clark, actually. I saw a crazy number of impressions for the keyword was SEO. I'm like, <laughs> I've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> I've reached the pinnacle. I am now driving traffic to my site for the keyword SEO. Fantastic. Wow, I'm the best SEO on the planet. Turns out, we were diving in, it was a Twitter carousel. Ah. There's, sometimes you get a Twitter carousel for a topic, mm -hmm. not a, an account. So I got my podcast into the Twitter carousel for the topic SEO. Got it. For the keyword SEO. And people were clicking away on that card, driving impressions through the, been great, wonderful. So that was actually a search impression that was counted in Google Search Console. Yeah, it was, yeah. But was they still the, clicked yeah. on a Twitter property inside I, the yeah, carousel. I, I, I have to remember the exact case, but yeah, there was, uh, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, wait, that keyboard is not connected, so that's not going to work. Nothing like doing this live. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this live. Oh, we just went to SA, typed in the keyword, and ended up going to another website. Then nothing is working. I only assume that Morty's office looks like the office in Swordfish. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that's a good movie. <laughs> wow. So, 
to, to, yeah, so you keep talking while I'm listening. Absolutely, I'm I'll just I'll pull <laughs> you off stage. <laughs> That'd be the good way to do this. So basically, look at those different answers from uh, John, and there is something else that's in the backdrop here. Every one of those pieces that he was talking about are continually changing. Images are continually changing. Uh, knowledge panel is certainly changing, and Google's figuring out more and more about uh, the knowledge panel data, the, the knowledge graphs themselves, the entities. So this could very well be a, a kind of a, a sidebar or a, a symptom of Google learning and trying out things, understanding uh, the different pieces that represent your content or your data or mistakenly putting your, your site in these spaces as well and then, and then purging it out over time. I mean, we're in a perpetual experiment when it comes down to Google. So on those key points that John uh, pointed out, those are heavily dynamic, I guess, is the best explanation I have. All right, are you done, Morty? Yeah, you know, oh, you know why? Because in the tweet, in the tweet was my, was the URL for my site and the why. card. Yep. That's why. So I was getting impressions Let's for it. Let's figure that. I was just waiting you, for you to get there. I just, yeah, I, I can like, how would, I'm trying to remember like, how did that work? Would I, I, yeah, dummy, I put a, I put the URL <laughs> to the tweet. No, because I often, okay, most of my, most of my tweets don't have URLs and I just tweet knowledge and information and sarcasm. Yeah, the latter is actually much larger than the former. I right. <laughs> like once in a while, throw a URL in there. I'm like, hey, dummy, it's a URL. So uh, some good recommendations from, but you know, Google search console is not only just how Google understands your website, it's also your, how your re website is being brought into the different spaces and different aspects of the Google uh, SERP. So you it could very well be experimenting on certain things and you show up in different areas. Uh, so, so don't hold it to a degree of, of certitude that you're gonna be ranking on these terms Right. Yeah, well, so if, right. not, if, not, if people aren't clicking, it's so nice that you're ranking. I mean, I'm not saying there's, hey, look, there's, there's advantage. People see your name. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying no, but ranking and impressions are one thing. Clicks are another. <laughs> you better believe it. You know what's also another is a continued sponsorship from, it's not, that's a terrible segue. Oh my gosh. I'm just The gonna, first one was good. The mum one was, you know. Yeah, I know, but this one, you know what? This, this makes up for it. It really does. Our title sponsor is Site Strategics, our parent company here uh, at Edge uh, of the Web. Our, we're pioneers in the agile digital marketing space. So our core specialties are technical SEO, including core web vitals, SEM, social media management, and marketing, conversion rate optimization. You got to know what to do with those clicks when you get them, as well as a focus on results based marketing that works. Uh, we've also developed a a unique omni-channel media marketing and content curation process here at the agency is guided by our weekly R&D from our Edge of the Web interviews. Uh, we incorporate the best techniques for content broadcast strategy and execution. So if you're interested in what we can do for you, just give us a call over at 877-SEO for web or 877-736-4932. I was trying to go for the... Uh, <laughs> Did you get the number wrong again? No, no, no. I was going going to uh, our previous article of Pandu Nyack. I was going to throw that one in there, but I couldn't get his name in time. All right. If you're interested in what we can do, we give a free consultation on online, uh, an hour consultation. So uh, touch base with us. Let us know what we can do for you. All right. Terrible live read. Uh, thank you very much. Going into our fourth article, John Mueller uh, over at Google. Sometimes there's no 
SEO solution. I just, I just can't even believe the headline. From Matt Southern over at Search Engine Journal, Google's John Mueller tells a frustrated site owner, sometimes there's no SEO solution that will make a site better, better in search results. Oh my gosh, I can't, I just can't believe it. I mean, SEO has always been, you know, the mantra here. All right. What if you just put more keywords into your alt tags? That wouldn't help? No, exactly. So we're not really in SEO, we're in ADA. So you might as well just leverage uh, accessibility factors to be able to give your your site some life, right? Yeah. So That's what I would recommend. <laughs> John's <laughs> everywhere. He really is. He really is. Uh, in a reply. The of John. <laughs> all holding cheese. In, in different tentacles. All right, so there was a thread that said, if I hire an SEO expert service, would they be able to find out what's wrong with my website and help me improve it? The site owner provides further details in the thread saying they lost all traffic to their website over six years ago. Uh, I just blog, I don't do any coding or anything. I don't do link building either. The site owner writes, seeing as they're not actively employed any search engine optimization techniques, they're wondering if an SEO professional could help bring their traffic back. Lost it six years ago, huh? In a response, the site owner may not want to hear, Mueller says, SEO won't help in all cases. So what do you mean, John? Considering the website in, in question lost its traffic six years ago and it still hasn't recovered, Mueller says SEO might not help. That's not because of any Google penalties or technical issues as they can be remedied with SEO. Mueller suggests the website strategy may now be obsolete. Website strategy may grow stale for a number of different reasons. Many of those are outside the site's control. As Mueller said, life has evolved significantly in six years' time. That's long enough for topics to lose relevancy and information to become outdated. There's the punchline right there. What are you talking about? What are you blogging about? I mean, are you selling VHS tapes to, <laughs> to reference earlier in our show, right? Same goes well, for so websites... Yeah, if you sell old products, if you're talking about old practices or things that are, are no longer relevant, you're going to die on the vine because Google's trying to bring relevant content in front of its customers. Um, all right, so I'll take a park here. Morty, take a swing at this one. Uh, any, any, uh, anything that could, be, that could help this particular website? Six, yeah, don't wait six years. Think about where my traffic went. I just want to know like, what, what there was mind. Like, oh, you know, I don't know where my traffic went six years ago. <laughs> Where, what have you been doing during this period of time? I don't know. Was he like, like, you know, like stasis? Like, what is it? Go those like sci-fi movies? They put you to sleep for six years, so you get the Mars. He's in a no, time machine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when he when he left uh, six years ago, everything was fine. But what kind of traffic is it come to a site that you're not focused on the traffic for for three years? Right. To begin with. Okay, let's let's make it this a little bit more relevant. Sure. Let's say you get hit by an update, right. and Google has come out and said there's sometimes nothing you can do. You just might not be relevant for this query anymore. As relevancy as Google gets better at at matching keywords to relevant articles right. or pages or sites, wherever you want to break that down, you just might not be as relevant. The, the article you wrote three years ago just might not be as relevant as the article that's just as good that was written a year ago. Of course. And there's nothing you can do about it other than writing more relevant content. So that is a real thing outside of waking up for your six years slumber. What happened to my <laughs> rankings and traffic? <laughs> Maybe he needs to get rid of his flash intro. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of things that are that can be dated that can be uh, impeding a website. But you do need to look at the fundamentals. If you're not paying attention for, for something for six years or three years or even 
by months, two months, pay attention to the traffic that's happening because if something in, in, inadvertent happens, right, and you're not at the switch and you don't know, you know, the, the areas in which you could be suffering yourself, I mean, who's to blame but you, right? Yeah, also, right, to that extent, don't always rely on organic rankings. And, okay, I'll say this. I've seen a site. They've done really great things on some really high search volume keywords. Sure. But what happens when the next update hits and you lose those rankings? You're out of luck. So you need to di diversify your, your portfolio, so to speak, in two ways. One is where you get your traffic from. Don't just rely on search. But also if you I got like two or three really great keywords of you know bringing in a million visitors every single month, blah, blah, blah. Right. Also think about diversifying in case you lose those keywords. Exactly. You got to diversify the, the platforms that you're on and you cannot just be wholly... Reliant. Reliant. Dependent. Thank you. Appreciate it. English. On it <laughs> <Speak it> much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what we're going to rely on? We're going to rely on SEO chat this week. What What's going on over there? Oh boy. English yeah, much over this, there. Right? Words. Um, yeah. So Shelly Fagan is, is, is hosting. You haven't hosted, SEO in, a chat very, Thursday, you haven't 1 hosted in a very long time. Have you? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the truth is it's, it's at night for me. So it's like, it's a hard time. I am hosting in a couple of weeks. I put myself down because I realized I should probably host it once in a while. Or, or, or um, piss or get but off no, the I bus, also right? I enjoy, I personally I actually enjoy giving people the, the the space to amplify themselves. Very good. I do. Very. It's true. I'm a good person sometimes. So it's a win-win. <laughs> but 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday, Shelly Vegan is hosting. All right, we got to get off this thing. People are getting bored now. Thank you so much for listening to <laughs> Edge of the Web Radio. Uh, make sure you check out Garrett Sussman, uh, his first uh, segment this week. Any any uh, thing you want to drop here for the betterment of all SEO kind, Morty? Um, no, Garrett's a great guy. So listen to Garrett. Listen to Garrett. He's good. Very good. He's a nice. He's a really nice guy. So are you, Morty? So are you? I know, but I try to pretend like I'm not. So don't ruin my street cred. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. And we'll join you next week. Well, I may not be, but but you're going to be here, right? I'm going to be here. We're gonna Special guest? I don't know. I just found out that I'm doing this like five minutes before we started the podcast. <laughs> We're going to give Morty another swing because I need to be in Colorado uh, on, on that recording date. So we'll see how you do. I'm giving you another chance. At the you first couldn't day. possibly call in from Col I mean, I call in from Israel, but you possibly couldn't call in from Colorado. I could possibly. But maybe I could be the guest and you you take for it. Oh, that's this would be fun. That's a good switch. Yeah. Have you remote from the Garden of the Gods? Oh It'd be a great backdrop. Yeah. Be that, awesome. that would be beautiful. I gotta bring the mics with me then. All right. All right. Oh, Let's that's an idea. All right. Okay. On the road. Now we don't roadcaster. know what I needed to get a roadcaster anyway. Now now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Marty, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you know what? We'd certainly appreciate a review or two out there. Let us know how we're doing and let, let us know how we can make this show better. We had some really good reviews here recently. And uh, we, we certainly have some great interaction with our guests or, or with our uh, audience. So please jump in there and let us know what you'd like to hear more of or, or less of. All right, from all of us over at Edge, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye.